The following podcast is based on pure speculation and limited internet research. We're not exactly dealing with facts here, but uh, kind of diet facts. Yeah, we're not historians. We're just idiots with a laptop. Yeah, we're not pretending to be. So uh, if, if you think we're wrong, feel free to correct us and uh, we'll do our best to, <laughs> to fix the problem. Thank you so much. <laughs> I got hims here, get him while they're home, and fresh from God's brain to your mouth. He's God here in this radio station. Smite me! Almighty smite! The Bible is black and white. I have such doubts. Get out of here, devil! I'm a God, not the God. I don't think. And you will know my name is the Lord! We're on a mission from God. Hey, everybody, welcome to... The podcast, believe it or believe not. it or not, is that what we're going? I think with? I think we're gonna go with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm Trevor Pullman, and I'm Damian Depping. Uh, this is our first episode, very first, number one, number one, uh, probably the first podcast ever recorded. Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, so bear with us mm. if we uh, if we suck. <laughs> or if we don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Uh, Damien, what is your background as far as, like, religion? Uh, mine is actually uh, very, very limited. Um, I didn't grow up in a religious family at all. Okay. Uh, my dad's side of the family is a little more, I think, a Catholic, Christian kind of thing. And uh, most of, actually, what I know is uh, from a girlfriend I had in high school. Her family was Christian. So oh, okay. That's, like, yeah. the most of what I know about it is from that. Like, okay. secondhand. Um, and I'm the opposite. Yeah. I uh, grew up in. Okay, so my family grew up uh, was raised. My like my parents were both raised in this denomination called the Christian Reformed Church. Mm-hmm. I went there till I was six, and then we went to this non-denominational church. Um, well, it's like sort of just a small denomination, and then I ended up working at a Baptist church and a Lutheran church, and I I went went. To school to be a youth pastor, so I uh, kind of the opposite. <laughs> yeah, a lot of experience, and then eventually uh, walked away and uh, uh, from all of it. Um, so I think we're in the same place now. Yeah, I we think just have different. Probably, yeah, just different experiences getting yeah. there. Have you ever heard the term Christianese? Christianese. Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay. What is that? The whole Christian subculture. Mm-hmm. They're so they're like almost in a bubble. You'd say, yeah. So they they start having their own phrases and terms that okay. mean something to them. So that like certain words or mm-hmm. things to say, like to a Christian, someone who grew up in the church, it would just be like you immediately understand what yeah. you're talking about. But everybody else, it just sounds like nonsense. Like example, uh, have you ever heard the term "washed in the blood"? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't know if I. I probably heard it and didn't know it. Yeah. Was, so. The belief is Jesus died for your sins, mm-hmm. and so if you don't have any sins, then you're clean. So it was him giving up his blood that cleaned you, but instead they say washed in the blood, which is pretty dark. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> when a, you think about it, something yeah. like growing up, I never thought of how like disturbing that sound that sounded. But it's a, it's a pretty great inside joke to have. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we just you know bathed them in the blood, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just taking a bloodbath. 
Um, so uh, today I thought for our first episode we would talk about uh, something called the Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. The Great Awakening. Yeah. Okay. So this is obviously some big thing within the church. Probably some restructuring or yeah. re- rethinking of something. I don't. I don't know what though. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, guess. I guess. Yeah, it's pretty close. Do you, you know, like the Enlightenment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a Christian response to the Enlightenment. Okay. Yeah, and it was during the 1730s and 40s. So this is old. Where where was this happening? Uh, Mostly in the uh, British colonies in America. Okay. So like before. Oh, so this was in. in... This is in North America. Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's sometimes called the First Great Awakening, and sometimes Mm -hmm. called just the Great Awakening. And I think that's because they've. tried many many times to have another awakening <laughs> so there's just hasn't worked out. just hasn't worked out. Okay. it's been the second great awakening and then like there's the third one is disputed but this is the first great maybe awakening. if they had better inside jokes yeah exactly less blood jokes um yeah okay so so this happened 1700s yeah 1700s 1730s in, um in america in america yeah so basically, so at that time, that was that was a lot of uh, uh, people at that time who were like in a bit before they were leaving the UK and stuff like yeah. that because of different and yeah. Europe. So like yeah, there like the Puritans came a lot over because that was religious a big, yeah changes anyway. And so. then yeah, because in England it's the Church of England, right, or the Anglicans. Yeah. For the Great Awakening, there was a lot more structure and stuff like that in the churches. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it would be like. Um, like in the Catholic Church, it's like the Pope and the hierarchy there. Yeah. But then in the Church of England, it's like the Queen or the King, and kind of has that role. And then there's like deacons and yeah. and, and bishops. And that whole yeah. thing was just started because he wanted he wanted to get divorced. Yeah, that's right. Too. Yeah. yeah, which Henry, is so Henry funny. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, I have an Anglican priest friend we should have on at some point because mm-hmm. I'd like to pick his brain about some stuff. That's but, that's interesting when you think about it. Someone kind of hijacking the church just so that yeah you can get unmarried to somebody and probably and everyone's just to... like yeah yeah okay i guess it saved her life right like he doesn't have to execute her <laughs> i guess <laughs> that's to execute her um yeah so it all started um there was a man named john edwards is that is, is he the guy crossing over yeah i was gonna say isn't that yeah so it's jonathan edwards and i think that is the crossing over guy it might be yeah. the same guy which we'll probably talk about him on the spiritualism we'll episode. have to we'll yeah. have to get to that are we gonna have to watch some of it too oh i guess we'll, we'll have, have to, yeah. to watch it oh so good um but he uh he was a presbyterian mm-hmm. preacher um i think he was kind of i read somewhere i think that he was like multi uh like What's the word? Uh, generational, like his parent, his dad oh, okay. was a preacher, and yeah, 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 backwards it was and stuff. A like family. That. I, I guess this is something too. I don't even really know what Presbyterian and the differences between yeah, all these okay, things. So we don't have to get into that. Now. Yeah. Oh, we, just, and but I'm we just, will over time. We will. So, yeah. yeah. So I think maybe we'll continue with this. Yeah. I'm just putting like a little footnote. Yeah, here. Footnote here. Yeah. And that, another thing, like if if someone were to say the word Calvinist to you, uh, I've heard it. Yeah. Uh, I. If I, I think I might remember like a few small things about it, but outside of that, yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Okay, yeah, it's like it's such a trip because it's it's so funny that um, I should say this right off the bat. I should have said it when I started, but mm-hmm. um, I just googled this shit. Like I am not a historian yeah. or anything like that. Um, obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's some stuff that I just like grew up 
hearing about all the time. Yeah, of that's course. Like, yeah, and Calvinist was one. Uh, so that's just a mode of theology. A lot of, a lot of um, people affected by the Great Awakening were from Calvinist denominations. Mm-hmm. Presbyterian is one of those. And Calvinism has this belief in predestination. Okay. Um, do you know what that is? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard it before. Again. It's yeah, just... it's like, oh, what's that movie? The Adjustment Bureau. Have you seen the Adjustment have, Bureau? Have, have, have <laughs> so everything's planned out. Ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's like, there's free will, but you're still like, the choices you make. Um, oh, and it doesn't, yeah, okay. yeah it doesn't yeah, matter. So, it's all going to kind of work out to a certain way. Yeah. 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 Because okay. like, if you're either going to go to heaven or you're not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, if that's the case, then what is what does it matter what you do? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's funny too because John Edwards actually like because there was some there's a lot of people talking at the time like hey maybe that's not a thing maybe um, we uh, we should put uh, more effort into doing good works for people. Yeah, and I don't know what it is with certain preachers and like not liking the idea of people wanting to do good things. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it is it like something where it kind of the idea of doing good things kind of goes against certain dogmas? That yeah, is, certain. Yeah, that, because it's like it's. I mean, it's been a debate since a lot of the books of the Bible were written about whether it's by faith or by by works, right? Yeah. So um, people were starting to say, "Oh, maybe we should put more emphasis on works," and this made Jonathan Edwards angry. (laughs) So he preached a sermon. Did I write down the name of it? Oh yeah. Okay. So he preached a sermon at his church called sinners in the hands of an angry God. Mm. And this is what sparked this whole movement. Um, by, it was just this like fiery yelling. Yeah. Where, where did this happen? This happened in, do you have that? I I don't know. I did. I'm just trying to, um, yeah. Oh, that was in, uh, North Hampton, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this was at his church there. And so he, uh, yeah, he preached this like passionate sermon Mm -hmm. and it got kind of people interested in his church and everybody was like riled up and asking for forgiveness. And, and you'll see like a lot of, when you look at there's these, all these numbers about like how many people converted, but it's not like people who didn't believe in God converting Mm -hmm. to Christianity or whatever. It was like. These are all Christians. <laughs> yeah, this would have been... Most people would have been at least some... Yeah, of. like, we'll talk in a bit, too, about um, a lot of slaves converting. And that was the first time for a lot of that. For that. That's, like, okay. why there's black churches and stuff yeah. like that. Because that's the first time... Is that something to do with them uh, having less of an emphasis on predestination, where it has a little bit more of that free will kind yeah, of... Yeah, well, I, they it? still had a lot of uh, predestination in, in The Great Awakening. So, yeah. But a lot of it was... They believed, um, another prominent guy is George Whitefield, um, it's an interesting one too, but, um, he, both him and Edwards preached that, um, black people were equal in heaven. (laughs) So don't, don't, don't. I like the little asterisks. Little asterisks, like, we still need you to do our work for free, so we're not going to say we're. But in some churches that they actually started having, um, especially in the North, Mm -hmm. they started having more, um. Um, integrated churches, yeah. like with black and uh, and white um, deacons, leaders, and even some sometimes preachers oh, would really? be black too. Okay. Um, but that not as much south. Yeah. But also like, so Jonathan Edwards did this sermon and a bunch of other sermons like that were just passionate, like mm-hmm. crying from the pulpit, punching it, um, just as opposed to like in the past preachers would just be like. 
um, you know, just spouting their theology, reading, mm-hmm. um, kind of monotone, and yeah. like they finally put a lot more effort. And I feel like a lot of it just had to do with theatrics. Yeah. Yeah. Where I mean, it's always kind of been a bit. Yeah, isn't it? Especially I think like so. with a lot of the Catholic Church and like yeah, the there's like the circumstances. Yeah, the they ceremony. walk with the incense. I remember once when I was uh, Lutheran. I saw this one preacher that just like took the holy water or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and probably that's probably not what it's called in Lutheran church, but yeah, what, what, whatever, yeah. and just started Jesus splashing Jesus. it on everybody in the audience, going, "Remember your baptism." Rem-. It was so weird, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I I went to uh, Ozfest when I was sixteen. Yeah. And Ozzy Osbourne had uh, water cannons that he sprayed into the crowd during a set. So they should do that. <laughs> Get the holy water. I don't think he it. said anything about baptisms yeah. though. Um, One time when I worked at a coffee shop, I accidentally spilled a cup of water on my coworker, and, she, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then I was like, "But I did just kind of baptize you, so you'll mm. thank me in heaven." But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, George Whitefield or Whitfield, I've heard both <laughs> pronunciations, was the next guy, and this guy actually was trained as an actor first. Oh, okay, so he comes yeah. over. So he came in. Any picture I see of these guys though, they're wearing those white wigs, those powdered wigs. Yeah, like what? Well, that's so. Well, anyways, that's I, the I side used to know bit. more about that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do some research. Okay, on that. I'll do a wig yeah, research. You do the wig you research. research. You're a you wig do. guy. <laughs> I'm the wig guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he he came in like people speak like super highly of him. When I was like looking at videos and reading articles about um, this um, this whole movement, is people just were enthralled by Whitefield. Like like uh, I heard some like thirty thousand people would come to. Um, to hear him preach, and this was in the 1730s, yeah. so wow. it's like there weren't stadiums and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and no microphones. So he would just have to yell. I guess that's where the theater training comes in. Yeah, that, that's yeah, what helps. Yeah. You, can, you have to. I was always told you have to project to the old lady in the back of the room, mm-hmm. so or yeah. the deaf old lady in the back of the room. So I don't know why they don't just move her closer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I kept seeing too is that he would bring his own fold up pulpit he had a fold-up pulpit yeah so he'd bring it with him set it up and then he would preach from that yeah i mean i guess there's something personal about that kind of thing yeah it adds a little bit uh flair yeah yeah and if there's a church that doesn't have one or something too yeah well they couldn't fit in any of the churches with all the people that's why it would be like in fields and stuff so So yeah yeah you don't want a full one yeah and you don't want to walk around like a table or something yeah (laughs) but um and so those were the two main guys. There's also Samuel Davies was another mm-hmm. another guy. He actually um, converted a lot of black people, um, and um, I think oh, I don't know. I think they were all pro slavery though. I could be wrong about that. George Whitefield actually um, later on in his career fought to re-legalize slavery in Georgia. Yeah, because I guess they outlawed it, and then he got okay. it reinstated. He fought to re-legalize it. But he uh, he also said yeah, he was one of the ones that's like yeah black people are equal in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so 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 far we kind of got the people who are preaching this stuff yeah. and kind of the numbers. But what 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 was the main drive behind? Yeah, so the it's, awakening. What? It was almost like a shift, right? Mm-hmm. So it's before it's everybody was kind of religious and christian or whatever yeah um there was different sects but mostly it was church of england or, or different things like that mm-hmm. and um when this happened it, it changed the focus from knowledge of theology to a personal relationship 
Okay. That's where you hear like people say it's not a religion, it's a relationship. I don't know if you've yeah, heard that I've phrase. Heard that, or yeah. Like yeah, yeah. born again. Yeah. Was a big is a big one mm-hmm. at, at this point. Uh, where um, they take where Jesus said you have to be reborn and like so the whole born again thing came out of this where it's all of, it's not about just going to church on Sundays anymore they really hit it into people like yeah. now you're going to um, have to have like a personal like mm-hmm. relationship it's not just about um, being part of this religion anymore like you have to make yeah. an effort every day it's more part of your life yeah, yeah and that's when people I mean I'm sure people owned Bibles before that but that's when like it was it became more common for you to own a Bible yeah. and you to read your Bible every day and like that's when like because when I was a kid you would read the Bible at dinner table with family that's when that started mm-hmm. um, so it's just this huge shift in the responsibility just being the, the preacher to preach at you on Sundays to you owning your religion and and what you believe so um which caused um like i guess when it went south is is really what started the bible belt Mm -hmm. and what would eventually become like the the religious right will be a different episode altogether yeah but what really started (laughs) that kind of like southern um religion like Mm -hmm. that is just embedded in their culture yeah um and i think i mean yeah i've never been south that like that far south but i've seen pictures of like towns where it's just like there's crosses and billboards and the church in every corner i've never been like those kind of places in the south yeah i i can't i can't imagine yeah you see enough of it on tv oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've actually been to um a tent revival and that's where this started, yeah. the tent revivals, too. And so I have been to one of those, and those are insane. And I feel like that's what this was like at the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's everybody just jumping up and down going, yeah, preach it, brother. And then he's up on the up on the stage. It's always a he, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do the, the tent revivals, are those, those are often will have, like, faith healing. And yeah, like that, that yeah, and that's a different, or, yeah. Is that a different that, type of that? Just, yeah, because I don't think, I feel like faith healing didn't really start until, like, as a movement. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about this, but until about, like, the turn of the century, like, 1900s. Yeah. And that getting into, yeah. like, uh, channeling the spirit. Yeah. Into during that as yeah. well. Yeah. So that's, um... Like, when it went more into, like, Pentecostalism and stuff like that. Okay. And I think that was 1906 that that whole thing started, so. Okay. Um, but at this point, it's, like, just repenting and, and yeah. weeping. And, like, that was the thing with George Whitefield, too. He would just, like, get up there and he would just start crying in the middle of his sermon. And it was just really passionate. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the whole thing. People's minds aren't changed by facts. They're changed by emotions. Oh, exactly. So. Yeah. So this was a push more towards a personal God. Is that is that kind of what drove... Uh, multi-denominational kind of yeah and there was was so many schisms after that um because when when you put the onus on the individual to find to read the bible and and to discover you're gonna get so many different interpretations uh, interpretations because before that it's just like church bodies agreeing on things and being like this is what we believe and now it's everybody has their own Mm -hmm. like can can think about it themselves so you just have schism after schism and like Oh man, I read one number that like within that first ten years it was like eighty denominations like started. Really? Yeah. So yeah, it's insane. And um Yeah, and I think like 
Baptists, um, that the Baptist church came out of that. Could be very wrong about that. But, um, oh no, no, just a lot of Baptists and Methodist preachers kind of jumped on board with this. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And so, and it also, like, a, another big thing that happened as a result of this was, um, a lot of people say that this created a separate identity from England. Yeah. Because this whole movement happened in oh, North America. Almost a way to kind of further... Uh, declare an independence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So even though it had so many schisms, there was still like these overall um, unity within the colonies as a result of this. Yeah, it was yeah. their own identity. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also like uh, we briefly talked about like women, but um, uh, they still wouldn't let women have leadership uh, positions and stuff like that. But um, there were. Uh, you know, a, a little bit more freedom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where like they could lead groups between them. And uh, a lot of them would write and do a lot of writings. Cause I guess that's different than preaching. <laughs> so that like women authors became more prevalent and stuff like that. But that would mostly be for other women too. Yeah. Right? For other women. So yeah, it was, exactly. they were, they were allowed to do that, but in the confines of yeah. being for other women. There's also a push okay. for higher education as a result because they wanted everybody to be able yeah. to read and they wanted everybody to... Well, I mean, if, if it's a personal yeah. thing, you, exactly. everyone needs to be able yeah. to read the Bible. And even um, um, Samuel Davies, one of the one of the main guys, he became the president of Princeton. I so think actually, something like that would have been a, they would started have been a, Princeton, a yeah. huge thing just for literacy and yeah. education in North America, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, was there much of a bleed back to... Uh, uh, you know the old world like the yeah Europe yeah so they would actually go too, on or? tour like on tour i guess yeah they would actually go on preaching tours to mm -hmm. to england as well george whitefield was british um but he came to yeah he came to america to preach and i believe he went back a number of times as well but like just became really an american yeah because i know like a lot of the, the stuff is still pretty like the church of england still yeah a big part of it too yeah but like outside of that but I, even how much I, of it kind of is still entrenched today there yeah and i think in england um and i could be wrong with this i think it's more uh like church of england is still kind of the main one but there mm -hmm. are a lot of other yeah i think there's always going to be denominations and stuff people as well. moving around but I, yeah. I know like in a lot of europe they're they're a lot more older older church kind yeah of organization so i just wasn't sure how much of this went back yeah well i think because like even in the states um like in canada it's still the anglican church but in the states it's episcopalian because they're not actually connected it's the same theology but they're not connected in the same hierarchy because of the independence they didn't want that tie to to england they didn't want okay. the queen of england I still see. being the head of the church yeah so they're like that's kind of that's been severed and um yeah, and then I think a lot of the preaching, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I have I have for The Great Awakening. Um, I think, like, they ca it caused a lot of change in, in mm -hmm. North America, and a lot of movements came after it, because I think a lot of people were, they were constantly trying to reinstate this, uh, this feeling of awakening and revival and, yeah. and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and, like, even you'll hear preachers today be like, it's a revival in the land, because it's, like, this was kind yeah. of such a big thing. Well, did yeah. something like that, uh, I'm sure the same kind of feeling with, like, something like Mormonism or something yeah. like that, where yeah. it started to be uh, starting in America rather than somewhere else, too. Yeah. And that's something where, did, don't they say that Jesus was from 
Like, yeah, well, Jesus came. I think in Mormonism, or, Jesus came um, from like after he rose from mm-hmm. the dead, he visited North America. Okay, I knew. I knew and also, like, that, like um, the Garden of Eden was in America, and then after the flood and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting to see kind of what the context of what that was and this yeah. idea of. Uh, of taking such an institution and then further incorporating it and making it into like a personal and individual thing. Yeah. And I think that's probably such a, a feeling at the time, just yeah. people's minds. Oh yeah. And I th- yeah, I think it, uh, well, and even like we talked about is like the enlightenment enlightenment happened and then a lot of people start leaving the church. Yeah. And so like you have, yeah, people leaving the church, people disagreeing with it. And I mean, you're already not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And you're, and then all of a sudden, like these fiery people come in, and yeah. they're just really hitting you hard, and like it, you have this emotional response to it, and and I mean, yeah, there's there's not a lot of other. So it was more. It was even more of uh, a lot of people trying to just uh, stop people from leaving. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah, which is interesting, and like yeah, and um, I think from there you're gonna get. Like, I mean, uh, the, the things like Mormonism, mm-hmm. that was um, a while later, and yeah. uh, Seventh-day Adventists, and different schisms, like big schisms like that, and Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witnesses, like, that's going to be a while later, but it's it's kind of out of the same idea that's, of, that's like, just I'm wanting feeling, yeah. to, well, it was during I mean, the expansion Mormonism of came out of a guy who wanted to make money, but... <laughs> Well, did yeah. did these guys end up making a lot of money? They must have. You know too? what? I yeah, mean... they must have because, like, like we said, like they had a lot of political. Um, mm-hmm. They would have had a lot of political say after this. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, if he's fighting to get slavery reinstated in Georgia, he's got yeah, some a lot of pull. Sway, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and it's probably like preach like the <laughs> televangelist today. Yeah, it's like yeah, they get, they got some uh, money in their pocket. That's a great place to start. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. So I thought I'd do one uh, one little uh, segment that I call... What, what's a good name for it? Um, I don't know the segment. Let's go with the Christian Rock Lyric of the Week. Okay. Um, so I figured uh, The Great Awakening was about facing your sin... Mm-hmm. Uh, turning from sin yeah. and uh, making sure that you're right with God. So let's talk about hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there's a song. Have you heard of the Newsboys? No. Okay. So the Newsboys. I'm gonna have to learn all about Christian yeah, rock bands. Too. You're gonna have to learn <laughs> that too, because the Newsboys uh, were a rock band when I was a Christian rock band, so it's not the same. Uh, were a Christian rock band when I was a teenager, and I loved them mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, and they have one song called Breakfast. Breakfast. Yeah. And it's it's about a guy who is uh, loves breakfast foods mm-hmm. uh, and loves the Lord, and then dies unexpectedly. Yeah. And so at, at his funeral, they eat breakfast. So one of the lines goes, "When the toast is burnt and all the milk has turned, and Captain Crunch is waving farewell, may the song remind you that they don't serve breakfast in hell." So basically, if you weren't afraid of hell before yeah. the song came out, you're going to be now because no breakfast. That's, that's, a, pretty, wait till that's lunch. a pretty messed up kind of message to yeah, send Yeah, isn't it? And yeah. this was like geared towards like young Kid, people yeah, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, man, uh, fuck you. You're not getting breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's all hell was, though? Like, just it's no just breakfast. like, oh, guys, I'm kind of hungry. I could really eat, like, just even a bag or something. No breakfast. You have to wait till lunch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm not that big on yeah, breakfast. Yeah, I mean, I never so, eat breakfast. So, so I'd be fine with that, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think we're going to do okay <laughs> yeah. when we're down there. Yeah. And you're like, this is not so bad. Not bad. That's what everyone's complaining about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Colin, on the other hand, uh, a roommate, uh, he would, uh, he truly would be in hell. That's true. Uh, yeah. He, like, literally and figured. Yeah. He loves his breakfast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Plus he has sex outside of wedlock. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. If, if this episode came out. Let's hope so. Yeah. And this has been Believe It or Not. I've been Trevor Pullman. And I've been Damian Debbing. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> <laughs>